Welcome to the Kinda Crunchy Podcast, where we talk about all things health and wellness. We can't wait for you to hear today's episode, so let's get to it. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Kinda Crunchy Podcast. We are so excited to be here with you today. We hope you're just having the best day ever. Um, Let's, you know, before we start, Jensen, tell me about your life. Tell me about your week, your life updates. Um, So recently it was Easter weekend, which was such a beautiful Sunday. I don't, was it nice in Punxsutawney? Because it was beautiful Yeah, here. it was, it's been beautiful for like weeks. Yeah, so my parents actually came out here for Easter, which was so nice to celebrate Easter, like with Logan's family and my family and not have to like go to two places. Like we all just celebrated together. Um, but we had the best weekend. Yeah, my mom Aww. and I did a little shopping in Lidditz. It's this like cute little town next to us. Um, we love Amish country. We love it. And they, I was telling you, they have that olive oil shop there, which like we got lots of balsamics and olive oils from. Um, we like went to breakfast together. My mom and I did a little shopping. The boys golfed. Um, we were watching the Chosen series, which have you watched that? I have. Here's the thing. Like people watch it and binge it and are obsessed. And I'm really bad. I do this with so many shows. I like start something Mm. and I like binge a few episodes and then I don't watch it for months and then I'll finish it. And that's the chosen for me. Well, that was us. We started honestly a year ago, but then like Logan's grandparents was like, here, take these DVDs of them. So we've been in around Easter. I don't know. It's been cool to watch them. And and you feel like you have to return DVDs. Yes, exactly. So so we watched that, but it was just a really nice weekend. And so I love hosting like my parents out here. Um, Yeah, we had a lot of fun. It was good. And then, so that was... Easter weekend and then upcoming start of wedding season um Logan and I have <laughs> too many friends too many weddings <laughs> we have nine weddings this year plus another reception that is so wild. that's 10 weddings which is so much fun but you know that's 10 weekends that's 10 gifts like all great things and it's like we we love to celebrate other people's loves but it's like takes up a lot of your year but we're 10 so, weekends yeah that's yeah, a lot yeah, between like, like summer and it's fall it's like a fifth of the year and then you're like <laughs> on vacations. The other ones are like yeah. doing like house chores. Or and then if you're it's like gone. in them, I'm not in any of them, but Logan is in one. That's a lot. Um, so then you like the rehearsal dinner, which I love. Yeah, you have dinners, added But it's stuff. just like added stuff and bachelor parties. But we have a wedding next weekend um, in Florida. So <gasps> our friends Tristan and Steve are getting married. They we moved. love a destination wedding. Well, they so it's a destination for everyone except them because they moved to Florida I think two years ago they were like yeah we're moving to Florida and then now they're getting married there so that's like a cheap destination wedding too because like Florida a round trip yeah yeah that's that's like a fun idea why didn't I think of that I know I'm so excited and we're gonna get to we're flying in early Thursday well we're flying Frontier Airlines and so we're supposed to fly in early Thursday <laughs> but you never know we, we <laughs> you could what you pay for <laughs> we, we could have flew in the day of the wedding on Friday but I was like I don't trust an airline to get yeah. me in the day of a wedding so that means we'll have all day thursday like the morning friday so it's a friday wedding yeah so then we, i kind of love that too because then yeah, you get the whole weekend yeah. there and well, we're flying out saturday night but we'll have saturday there and then it's nice because like i love like being back on a sunday because then you still like can recuperate mm-hmm. and stuff um but then the following weekend our friends brad and regan are getting married and logan's in that wedding and that's gonna be a so really fun. fun weekend too it'll be also both of those weddings we'll get to see like some of our pittsburgh friends that we haven't seen that's in a while cool. so yeah i'm excited i love weddings so it's just the start of our start of our long wedding season but it'll be great yeah we've had like eight plus weddings the last three years I think people you, think you're like you seriously have Jensen's always at a wedding yeah it's it's crazy and everyone's me. like oh it's gonna slow down next year and I don't know anyone who I think is getting married the following year I mean it is that's where I'm at right year. now I have one wedding like yeah. everybody's pretty much married off in my well, circle Logan everyone keeps telling us oh my gosh once your friends are done you'll be good I'm like we're youth leaders, I feel like. One day, all of our youth group kids are going to be like, you're invited to our wedding, which we'll be, like, so honored to. But I'm like, I don't think it ever actually ends. But it's fine. They're fun. That's weddings so are funny. fun. Like, weddings, when you're married, I feel like weddings are just an excuse to, like, have a really fun date night together. Because then you're, like, seeing people, like, recite their vows, and it kind of takes you back. So I feel like I have a greater appreciation and for so weddings. it's so fun to dance. Like, I love Because it's dancing. like, I'm not going to, like, a bar or a club. Especially not, like... I would never do that as like a date night or something like power to you if that's your date night. But like you can like dance and just have so much fun and like that's the environment too. Logan loves dancing too. So we like have have the best time. So yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. I love it. Yeah, tell me your life updates because I just talked a lot. No, um, okay, so this is kind of fun. So I go through phases and I've talked before about like running and I used to be a big long distance runner used to do a lot of running and then it's been like over two years probably I haven't really run at all kind of messed the knee up um limited cartilage in it 
I've been doing like a lot of lifting, a lot of Pilates, um, mixed up kind of like what I do. Well, I've gotten back into running because this weather has just inspired me to be in my running era again. Mm. Um, but over this past two years, I've really started to focus on my pelvic floor and deep pelvic like core, oh. especially with like Pilates. And so focusing on strengthening that and kind of like my posture with that has changed a lot of the way I work out, whether I'm lifting weights or whether I'm doing just basic movements around the house, because it really is like it affects structurally the way we do everything. Well, now that I've started running again, I've figured out when I used to run, I did not care about form. It was all just like run and keep running and do the miles. And now I recognize that like I, a lot of people have an anterior pelvic tilt, which is like a slight tilt forward. Mm -hmm. I think it's over like 50% of the population. Mm -hmm. So what that does when you have an anterior pelvic tilt is it's going to elongate your glute and hamstrings a little bit over time and tighten your hip flexors and make you more quad dominant in general, mm -hmm. which is going to push down to like your knees and oh. put a lot of like tension and pressure on your knees, right? So figuring this out, especially that when I run, I've had that anterior tilt. Like, you know, when you run up a hill, how you're like leaning over yes. sometimes shouldn't be because like, that's such an anterior pelvic tilt. Wow. And I also realized like my core, I just let it like hang out. I don't engage it. Mm. So now that I've been running, I've been doing way less miles, but it has been such focused running of like, I'm constantly focusing on slightly adjusting my pelvis of engaging my core of like my body positioning and it has made it like I feel it so much more in my glutes and hamstrings having to help and like less in my quads and I've had no knee problems. So it's just been crazy that I've kind of like used other stuff I've learned to to fix that. And I don't know how long I'll be running for because it isn't the easiest on my body. Making these changes have definitely helped, but um, I love it. Like I love the runner's high. I love the mental game of running. I love like being outside. So for a few months, I'll probably run and then I'll dabble in something else or when the weather gets bad, I'll stop being a runner again. But I'm just really happy that I like have used something else I've learned to help in that area that it's not like I can never run again. Like I yeah. think I figured out why I was having the problems I was. And so I'm really working on that. And I used to have like the tightest hip flexors ever and like my hips would always pop and I've had that way less now. So I think I'm definitely just helping my body with all the hard work it's wow, going through. that's so good. I, I've been saying that I want to get back into running just like a little bit, like maybe like once a week or something because, mm -hmm. I mean, running was like both of our lives for a long time and it's like crazy. I think it's a mental thing it we is, like We too. do. It's like having that feeling when you finish that super long run and you accomplish it, especially if it was like a hard run or like yeah. the weather was bad. You're like, you just feel on top of the world. Um, but I do miss running. I know it's not like, again, the best on our bodies to do a lot, but I think like sprinkling in a few runs here and there can be really beneficial and it's just enjoyable especially like yeah. being outside in this beautiful weather yeah for sure but I am excited because we are going to be having a chiropractor on here in mm. a little while to to chat with us a few in in a few episodes from now um and I think it'll be interesting to talk about some pelvic floor stuff there too because I know chiropractors really uh look into that I used to do so I um went to school for occupational therapy and I worked in occupational therapy some and I had a really big passion for like pelvic floor stuff when I was doing that too and a lot of the places like were very small and rural so there wasn't this was like seven years ago I feel like no one was doing pelvic floor work mm -hmm. for like women like postpartum mm -hmm. um before getting pregnant to prepare anything like that and it was something like I really wanted to get started but I wasn't in the place like in my career to be doing that um or could find anyone that wanted to do that like to work with them so I'm really happy to see it kind of popping up more because I think that like pelvic work and pelvic floor care before having a baby after having a baby it should just be like standard yeah like and a lot of women are like I pee my pants all the time ever since I had kids and it's like honey you got to fix your pelvic floor but no one's telling her that yeah. no one's putting her pelvic floor therapy and even before it helps those muscles to heal better so I I will be excited to get a chiropractor on here to talk about yeah, that a little I'm bit really too excited but yeah so that's life update for me good stuff yeah we let's get into our episode for today though so today's episode is on gut health. Woo! A lot of people have been waiting for this one, I yeah, feel Yeah, like. so on our last episode, which was the Q&A, um, 
a lot of people were asking us about gut health and we're like, mm-hmm. just wait, we got some, we got some good stuff coming. A lot of so stuff actually. <laughs> here it is. Um, I'm going to just start out with something that, um, a little quote from a long time ago. So the ancient Greek physician Hippocrates, which may have said that wrong, um, over 2,500 years ago stated that all disease begins in the gut. So... I mean, I didn't know the man, but apparently he was pretty smart and, you know, has been big, <laughs> big influence in history. Um, first influencer. First influencer. Um, but I also thought this was interesting that every time we eat or drink or expose ourselves to chemicals or hormones, we're either feeding disease or fighting it, which... I like that. I love that because it's like everything... And again, this isn't to stress you out, like when you're eating something, oh, just fed disease, like wasn't the best choice. <laughs> but it really is true. Like, you know, the things you're putting mm-hmm. in your body, like you're either helping your body, like take a step in the right direction or harming it. And I think like, you know, that's not, again, not to stress you out, but just like something to like be mindful mm-hmm. of when you're like consuming foods or consuming anything on your body or practicing anything. I love those. Thank you for sharing those. Yeah. I think to start, I kind of want to talk about what is the gut. Um, so the gut is your gastrointestinal tract. It starts with your esophagus, then your stomach, your small and large intestines, your pancreas, your liver, your gallbladder, all the way to your poopy butt. <laughs> Um, it is 22 to 30 feet long, which is the length of a school bus, which is crazy to think that's just like crammed up inside you. The length of a school bus. That's crazy. Um, it, the length of it doesn't correlate with height being taller, which I think is really interesting because like if you're a short girl, like you're fitting all those intestines in there compared to a guy that's like seven feet tall has a lot more room. So I wonder if that means that tall people, it's easier to digest because it's like not as crammed or if it like has to travel know. further because it's more spread out. That's that's a question I have now that I need to look up. But it does correlate with the more you weigh, the longer the gut um, gets. You know, Logan had, I'm actually, I don't know if it's small or large. He's had part of his small, one of them removed. Did you know that? I did not know that. So Logan has Crohn's and he had like, when he had his like first surgery, when he had like his really big flare up in high school, it was either a small or large intestine, which I probably should know. But anyways, that was removed. So he actually, I forget how to ask him. It was like a few feet. Like a lot of it was removed. And then they just stitch up the they other just ones. stitch they them back up. Yeah. But I thought that It's was... wild. And then it just like, the body just like heals the itself. Body is and a, is like, the body is amazing. Thanks for taking that. Yeah. I'm good now. <laughs> I'm good. I can adjust. Um, it takes about 14 to 58 hours from putting the food in your mouth till you poop it out. So just a fun fact. Um, your saliva works as a lubricant to help you swallow, and it contains specific digestive enzymes to help your digestion. Your saliva is unique to you to help your digestion. Isn't that why drinking water at meals can sometimes mess up digestion? Because you don't create that saliva. Mm-hmm. That's why I've heard like you know it's good to like try to drink before and after your meal, but like during your meal, like actually let the saliva like do the job it's supposed to do. Yeah, that's that is interesting. That's uh, a good tip. One, oh, go ahead. No, you go. I was going to say, I just thought this was interesting. I think sometimes people think, like, you have to have, like, oh, my tummy hurts for your, like, to have gut issues. And it's, Mm -hmm. like, you can have gut issues even if your digestion seems, quote, unquote, fine. Like, you can Mm -hmm. have symptoms like fatigue, fatigue, um, skin rashes, anxiety, depression, acne, hormonal imbalances are often a reflection of poor gut health. So I think sometimes we think that, like, gut health means, like, I don't poop or my stomach hurts, but actually, like, a lot of things, like, outward things on your body really started in the gut. So I think, like, if you're having, like, any, like, hormonal imbalances or acne or things like that, like, maybe take a step back. Like, what's the root cause? And the root cause most likely probably has something to do with your gut. Yeah, I've actually been hearing and reading a lot that, like, they believe that, overall in medical practice in like say 50 years from now that the gut's going to be referred to as the brain of the body which it already has been some Mm -hmm. but you know like we have this concept that the brain is what controls things Mm -hmm. and and we'll get a little more into this because I actually have more on this but it's actually the gut your gut is what sends signals to your brain of how to work Mm -hmm. your gut controls like your whole body like Mm -hmm. it is in charge of your body so like gut health isn't just like oh I have constipation or I have diarrhea or like my stomach gets upset. It is like, it controls your hormones, the signals to your brain, like your immune system, your health, your everything. Um, I have a few more fun facts I want to share too. Okay, I have a fun fact after you. So okay. Your stomach acids actually strong enough to burn your skin, 
But your stomach lining is uniquely created to help protect itself and secretes a protective substance to neutralize the acid. Ooh. I just think the body's so it cool. Is. Um, also, two more things. Grumbly tummy. We've all had it before where you're like, oh, my stomach's hungry or it's making noises. You know what I mean? Like someone hears it mm-hmm. and you're like, it's making weird noises. It's also it's actually called borborgimic, <laughs> which is when there's a wavy muscular contraction that's pushing old food or debris from your last meal through your gut and it either happens after eating or when it's been a while since you've eating, eaten and it's louder when it's been a while since you've eaten because there's less food in there. I just thought that was fascinating. I feel like our listeners are like, wow, these are super interesting facts. But let me just say like I'm sitting here like – my jaw is always on the floor when Rachel's just popping off these facts. I'm like learning just as much because Rachel just pulls out these crazy statistics and facts. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Let me give you one more. Oh, one more. <laughs> Hit me with it. Blow my I, mind. I just want to share them because they are fascinating. Yeah. Okay. A lot of your gut microbiome is given to you at birth from being delivered vaginally. And it can set your immune system for life. So a C-section is a life-saving procedure. But just throwing this out there, if you're a woman and you have a C-section, swab your vaginal bacteria and rub it all over the face of that baby. And you might be like gagging thinking about that. That is how they get like their immune system built up. One of the ways is through the microbiome and bacteria that's given to them. And that helps establish their gut for life, which 70% of your immune systems in your gut. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that a little more. So... That would be my top recommendation. If you have a C-section, be like, give me a handful of what's down there and rub it on that baby's face because that is going to help give it what it needs to have a healthy gut for life. Yeah, those are so good. One other thing that I thought was interesting is 90% of the body's serotonin, which is like the mood hormone, mm-hmm. is produced in the gut. So eat well to be a happy, Feel good. To be a happy girly if you want to be in a good mood. I just... When I'm, we we're doing all this research, I mean, I knew the gut was really important and I knew that the gut controlled so many things, but mm-hmm. like the more we dove into it, I was just like mind blown, like how like basically like a lot of the problems you're probably dealing with, if you address your gut, will most likely fix themselves because the gut just does do, does control so many things in your body. Yeah. You have bacteria in your gut. Um, that's what your microbiome is. Mm-hmm. There's good and bad bacteria mm-hmm. that can be in your gut. That's your gut flora. Your gut has more than 100 billion bacteria to every gram of intestinal content, um, which is almost 10 times as many microbiome as there are cells in your entire body. Um, It's super unique to you. So they say, like based on research, that even twins who are born at the same time, exposed to the same stuff to create their microbiome, only share 34% of the same gut flora at most. So everyone's is really unique. And... um, your gut, like I said, it's 70% of your immune systems located in your gut. So if you get sick a lot or have colds, I would definitely focus on your gut or an autoimmune condition. Mm-hmm. Look at the gut first. Like Jensen said, it affects your mental health um, as it's what initiates sending signals to your brain. It's the main producer of serotonin and dopamine. And your gut bacteria, like I said, there's a ton there. It weighs more than your brain. Again, wow. your gut is your brain of your body, guys. Yeah. And aside from your skin, the gut is the largest organ exposed to the outside world. So that's constant exposure to toxins, bacteria, and viruses. And your and your the microbiome is always moving in and out of balance. Like it's mm-hmm. always changing. Um, and having like a diverse microbiota is like essential for reaching your ultimate health. And that you know mm-hmm. metabolic health, immune um, resilience, even fertility, hormonal balances. Like mm-hmm. your gut is controlling all of that. Um, Can we talk a little bit about what causes bad gut health? Yes, because I have some things for that too. Okay. You go first. So my first thing would be medicine or antibiotics can affect your gut health. So antibiotics, life-saving things sometimes. Um, Also sometimes overused. People get a cold and they're like, let me go on an antibiotic. Um, Overuse can really affect your gut. Uh, Of course, use them if you need them to save your life. But I would try to not have to take them if you don't have to. Um, They kill harmful gut bacteria that could be affecting you negatively, but they also kill some of the good bacteria. So it takes about at least two months up to six months for your gut to kind of rebalance from that. So if you're constantly getting an antibiotic like every six months to try to help with an illness, you're you're affecting your gut. 
I would say another thing is having um, food diversity. Yeah, so sure. you're it's important to make good nutrition choices, but diets that are too restrictive will likely create more issues in the long run because your gut does need good food diversity and lots of different nutrients to thrive. And I think looking back on times where I was eating a high protein diet or I went like completely gluten and dairy free, I feel like it messed up my gut even more because like, or if you just eat all the same foods, Mm -hmm. like I eat the same lunch and dinner every day, like just eating the same like 10 foods, like your body wants to be exposed to different nutrients and foods. And when you're only eating so many foods and then you start to throw in other foods, your body's like, oh, I'm not used to having outside of what I normally have. So I think just like making sure you're eating like a diverse diet of lots of different fruits, veggies, proteins, fats, carbs, like just being a balanced diet. And I think that will help your gut in the long run. I'm literally over here. I pulled up my notes app, which is my lifeline on my phone. (laughs) I use my notes app for everything. I wrote this down. I did not write who I referenced this from. I think I heard it in another podcast. I will try to find it so I can give credit where it's due in the show notes. This this is fascinating. Okay. 60% of our diet comes from corn, soy, wheat, or rice. There's over 200,000 different plant forms we can eat in the world. And guess how many most people eat in their lifetime out of 200,000? 20. 100, I don't know. 200. 200, okay. So out of 200,000, we only eat 200 different plant forms in our life. And 60% of our diets, corn, soy, wheat, or rice. So that food diversity you're talking about, like grab a new fruit or like the tropical fruit or something at the grocery store. The weird fruit. The The dragon fruit. Yeah, what is that? Like, like, honestly, you saying that kind of inspired me because I feel like I do... I mean, I get bananas and apples and different berries, but there are so many other fruits. Like, I should just try one once in a while. So maybe, like, each week that'll be my thing where I just, like, grab a new fruit or vegetable. Especially if you travel. Like, because different areas have different things. When you're in Florida, like, go get some fresh citrus they have there. When I've been to Haiti to visit my brother, Mm -hmm. you have these little things called canep, and Mm -hmm. I don't really like them, but it's, like, some sort of fruit. Mm -hmm. It's, like, a mix between, like, a clementine and a Ooh. grape I don't mm. I don't even know it's like gooey inside and there's a seed but it's like something we never have here but I know in Florida he always loves it when he's visiting Florida because he can still get them so like just go pick up a, a tropical fruit yeah. there or like try a different veggie somewhere when we were on our honeymoon there was we were in Cancun Mexico and there was red fruit I looked it up when I was there I forget what it was called but it was like the best fruit and it was like bright red and I've never seen that in the United States and I'm like this is great and it's like that's good. We should be trying different fruits. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that food diversity is uh, an Ooh. awesome way to help. I have another yes, thing that go. can hurt your gut. Over-exercising, which, ooh, mm. I am convicted of that one because... <laughs> She's like, at me. <laughs> I've actually been getting better. I've been slowing down, still exercising, but not being, like, crazy about it like I used to be. I used to be that girl going to, like, do you know what solid core is? I do. Yeah, it was, like amazing but I would do like solid core and then a cycling class all these things and then I'd go run like just very much high intensity and your prehistoric body's literally like oh my gosh I'm getting chased by a bear all the time yeah because strenuous exercise I mean exercise is awesome but it is a form of stress on the body and like any stressor it brings with it elevated levels of our stress hormone cortisol and increased levels of cortisol can affect the permeability of your gut lining which can cause leaky gut which we'll get into Mm -hmm. um so I would just say like it's fine if you want to do some like hit classes or go for a run, but I would just say like, balance. you know, balance. Yeah, maybe do those once or twice a week and have like a day of where you're just doing some yoga or walking mm-hmm. or like some strength training, like heavy weights, but not like, you know, getting your heart rate up super high. Just keep it balanced because over-exercising while like, you know, culture is pushing like you got to work out hard every day. Like actually like that might not be the best for your gut. Yeah, that's so true. I have down also two other things. Um, Food poisoning can trigger IBS-like symptoms, which can give you diarrhea. And it can actually take months to years to recover your bacteria from that. It can be intense. And traveling, we were kind of talking about this in our Q&A. Traveler's diarrhea is a thing. It affects 20 to 50% of people traveling from like an industrialized country to developing ones because they normally ingest some sort of food that maybe is contaminated by different bacteria or virus or parasites than they're used to. So your gut kind of has to be like, what is this? How do I deal with it? So those things can definitely also processed foods, sugars, and seed oils. Mm -hmm. Um, We've talked about them a lot. Those have a role in development of 
inflammatory bowel diseases such as Crohn's or colitis. Um, mm, Crohn's, Logan. <laughs> the culprit there is the chemical additive emulsifiers that allow water and oil to stay mixed because you know like water and oil don't normally mix so they use an emulsifier that allows them to stay mixed to create an extended shelf life and hold the shape of foods um they're found in almost every processed food in soaps and detergents too and in a study of mice the emulsifiers broke down the mucus lining that's the protective layer of the intestinal wall in the gut and this caused a lot of irritation do you follow Dr. Robin Rose on Instagram? I do not. I don't know who that is. I love her, and she is huge on gut health. So we'll have to link her in the show notes just because I feel like when I was doing my research on this, I was, like, looking to her. Mm-hmm. And she's really big on gut health, and she's a doctor, and she posts a lot about it on her Instagram. It's And the things she posts are just very, like, tangible things, too. Like, mm-hmm. it's easy to comprehend. Um, so just a resource to use other than us. I love that we, like – both have totally different resources all the time. I know. That, like, we're pulling this Like, where I was like, have you heard of this person? And you're like, no. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll have to check it out. Last thing I'd say is stress. It creates adrenaline that shuts mm. down the digestion and can cause bloating. So check your stress levels. Yeah, maybe incorporate a little bit of, like, yoga and meditation or journaling into your day to just balance that cortisol out. For sure. I mean, and so, like, talking about gut health, why is it important? What's it affect in the body? Mm-hmm. Um, it's the connection between the brain and the gut that's super important like I talked about your vagus nerve works as the gut brain axis connector so the gut produces neurotransmitters which are what affect your mood and behavior um, more of those than the brain does so your gut is your second brain or like I said your real brain Um, your gut produces 95% of your serotonin happiness hormone and 50% of your dopamine Um, and so it can affect your immune system, like we said, autoimmune conditions, your weight, your energy level. If you have like IBS or something, poor gut health can cause abdominal pain, bloating, diarrhea, gassy, mucusy stool, leaky gut, just general imbalance or flora. So it really is important to kind of like check your gut. Yeah, and having your gut out of whack um, can cause like a lot of hormonal imbalances, um, especially with estrogen. Um, that all begins in the gut. So the microbiome plays a big role in estrogen regulation. Mm-hmm. Um, and poor gut health increases the risk of estrogen-related diseases such as PCOS, endometriosis, and hormone-sensitive cancers. Um, so, you know, detox that estrogen with that raw carrot salad we talk about. Yes. Um, and also something, you know, an imbalanced gut microbiome can cause thyroid issues. So your gut microbiome influences the activity of enzymes that play a big role in like the conversation between inactive thyroid hormone T4 to its active form T3. So the leaky gut can also trigger that with a lot of other thyroid and autoimmune diseases. So it's crazy how like, you know, I started said from the beginning, all disease begins in the gut, but like we've learned so far that like all these things really do start with the gut. It Yeah, it really is true. It is crazy. So like, I guess let's talk about what you can do to improve yes. your gut health so we don't just leave you hanging. Yeah, like, we have lots of tips to go over. So Rachel, you We're just started- like, um, your gut's super important and you're wrecking your health by yeah. <laughs> give you nothing. Yeah, if you want to start out with Sure. One. So we definitely, we talked about the nutrient-dense foods and a diverse range of foods. Trying to eat all the colors of the rainbow um, throughout the day or in each meal, that's awesome. Like yeah. if you're eating, say, like dinner, and sometimes my husband's plate, like, <laughs> God bless him, it's so beige or yellow. And I'm just like, babe, like, come on. Like, he'll have, like, tan chicken, <laughs> tan potatoes, and, like, yellow corn. And I'm like, what are you getting from that? Like, add a little side salad. You, I'll be like, eat your salad. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> eat your salad. But, like, again. really, like, add a side salad in with dinner every night where you have lettuce, greens, you have maybe some tomato or some pepper in there. Mm-hmm. You have carrots. You even throw in some like red cabbage or mm-hmm. red onion, mm-hmm. some mushroom, something mm-hmm. like that. You can add like a vinegar dressing on there. Yeah. Any type of veggie you have, like, mm-hmm. or stir fries are a great way to throw that stuff together. Um, we've talked about like yogurt and smoothies that you can add so many different like berries and fruits. Yes. Even if you just get like the frozen tropical fruit blend or like mixed berry mm-hmm. blends, just Throw some extra, think about what you can add to give you more fruits, more veggies, more color diversity in each meal. Absolutely. Um, That is a great tip. My tip that I'm going to start out with is, and I've mentioned this before, um, but I feel like I need to keep emphasizing it because it truly did like change my life. And it's really 
being mindful at your meals. So when you sit down for lunch, put your phone aside. Like literally face down, take it out, like take it to another room. Like no distractions while you're eating. Don't watch TV. Turn off your podcast or listening to like truly like look at your food. Take some deep breaths and actually like sit there and mm-hmm. chew your food. Put your fork down. Um, eating in a relaxed environment. So obviously I'm sure like some of your parents and you have like a baby screaming and kids running around. Like I'm not saying like... <laughs> You can't really avoid that, but I'm saying if you can, like, be in a, like, distraction-free environment, do that. And also going off that, like, eating in the car on your way to work, like, shoving down, like, food. Like, you're not relaxed. You're trying to drive a car during that. Um, Obviously, we're not perfect. I do that sometimes. But I would just say if you can, you know, really try to be in a relaxed state before you eat. Like, take a few deep breaths. Maybe you just stretch for a little bit. Something, like, just get your body, like in that state of like rest and digest because mm-hmm. the, the, the saliva and the food that starts in your mouth, like that is where digestion does start. So if you can start that there um, by just being in a more calm environment and getting your body to just want to absorb those nutrients, I think that is a great place to start. I think that's something our culture has kind of lost is like we're just so hustle, 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 busy, busy. Yes, fast food. It's like convenience and Drive-throughs. stuff. Drive-throughs. And like, we, like the family dinner, you hear everyone talk about like, the family dinner table doesn't exist anymore or these things bring it back bring it back (laughs) but I think just like a kind of like slow pace of really like enjoying that moment you have to like eat and like appreciating the food you have like you know it's a whole vibe when you're like I'm gonna go to this little cafe and I'm gonna sit outside and like Mm -hmm. sip on my coffee and eat my meal and like people watch while I eat yes like you just like feel good vibes from that it's like a good day when you have time to do that but trying to prioritize more like I know we all have busy lives Mm -hmm. I'm running to and fro but trying to prioritize your meals to be like a like a nice little moment in your day yeah. where it's like a moment of presence and meals like, are where we connect with people yes, and connection I, or presence. I give the Europeans so much credit. I think back to when I was over there. The meals are so long. Truly, like you have to like <laughs> beg the server to bring you your check. Like they will just leave you. They will literally let you sit there all night and just. <laughs> I remember like we would have like two three hour dinners like daily, and it was just so nice. You were never in a hurry. Mm-hmm. You really felt like you could like digest your food and I remember the one time I we were at this restaurant in Italy and this whole family like a group of people had like their own like personal pizza and it was like a lot of food but I realized they were like sitting there for three hours so it was like they would have a piece and then they would talk for like 20 minutes like and it was like they were able to like eat it but like again you know it's Europe you walk everywhere like they live really healthy lifestyles but it was just so cool to see them just like savor that meal savor that moment and that's something I like would love to like implement over here more which is so hard but I think like it's so nice yeah. when you do go out to dinner like Logan and I always be like if we get an appetizer they'll be like well do you want to put your order in like your main course it's so be like, rushed yeah and I'm like um no we're not sure what we want yet like just so like it's slower like we'll try to like elongate it because like one we want that time together but two it's just like it's nice to just like have that quality time and be able to just like enjoy different parts of your meal that's also like okay this is just I don't know it's not related but it is <laughs> like when you go to Chipotle like love Chipotle but I am like want to take a panic attack because they're like this what rice? Yeah, yeah. and I'm like oh, I don't know and then I'm like I'm gonna mess up my order because yeah. it's like why are you in such yeah. a rush like yeah. give me a sec my well, goodness last night that's so funny we went to Cava which if you're from if you know what Cava is it's like the Mediterranean Chipotle and I ordered and Logan ordered and Logan's the type of guy who like needs to like take his time with so his decisions is my Logan. and we we were walking out he's like was there avocado? And I was like, yeah, it was at the end. He's like, I didn't even see it and I wanted it. I'm like, sorry. But they were rushing him so badly that like he couldn't yeah. even like. Which the efficiency, amazing. Yeah. I love oh, it. Yeah. Like it's Chipotle, great, Chick-fil-A, like they're model. on it. Yeah. And it's something I love about them but hate about them yes. because it's like when I'm getting my order, I know what I want. Yeah. But if I'm, Same. I had to get, I went the other week and I had to get three bowls for different people. Oh, that's the worst. And I'm like, I should have mobile ordered because yes. I literally like, and then they're like almost gonna put the wrong stuff on the wrong bowl. Yeah, and they're staring and then at you. And I don't even like, have time to be nice. I'm like, stop it. Like, because they're going so fast. I can't even be like, oh, wait, yeah. like nicely. And it was just, it was like immediate stress. But yeah. Um, okay. Back, back to gut health. <laughs> back to gut health. <laughs> Our little tangent. Um, the next thing I'd say is like I said, try to reduce processed foods, seed oils, and sugars as much as possible. Those all can be really inflammatory to your mm-hmm. gut. So trying to reduce those using natural oils like avocado, olive oil, mm-hmm. butters, ghee, 
tallow, things like that are going to be better for your gut because they're more natural and less processed for your gut to have to deal with. Same thing with like really bleached sugars um, or any type of processed foods. Um, Yeah, definitely. I would say my next one is fiber. And I've written down 25 grams a day. That is what a recommendation is. This is definitely your own body. So you might need like 15 grams a day to feel great. You might need 30 grams a day. That's kind of for you to figure out, but 25 is just kind of what, you know, the guidelines recommend. Um, Foods that have fiber can be avocados, raspberries, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, chia seeds, chickpeas, just to name a food. A lot of foods have fiber in them. But like I said, don't go crazy on the fiber because that will just leave you more constipated. All to none. Yeah, bloated, don't be like eating like gassy. 60 grams of fiber and then you're like laying on Dying your couch. Your Brussels sprouts insane. Like, dead. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. So I would just say like for fiber, just kind of like figure out what works for you. But you're definitely going to want to need daily fiber. But yeah. just don't go like crazy because you'll not feel well. A thousand percent. Um, my next one is to eat healthy foods that are fermented for Mm. your gut um that have probiotics in them so sauerkraut kombucha kefir apple cider vinegar kimchi Mm -hmm. yogurts bone broths even like we said like you can a poppy or an olipop they have probiotics in them i mean is it like is there sugar and stuff yeah but if you want a fun way to get it in yeah that can be but i wouldn't be afraid if you've never tried like a kombucha or kefir Mm -hmm. or kimchi Try it. Even like bone broth is an easy one to get in. Yeah. You can cook soups in it, rice in it. Like it is easy to slide into a diet. Um, love yogurt, sauerkraut. I did a gut reset like a year and a half or a little bit ago because I had I had some um, like food illness, food poisoning type illness, and I needed to reset my gut. And it was like. I would not recommend this for everyone. Fasting has positives and negatives, but it was what I needed to do to heal my gut. It was like a few days of just bone broth to heal my gut lining and then introducing probiotic foods. So it was literally like three days of drinking just bone broth and then bone broth with sauerkraut and kimchi like I could eat. Yum. And it was miserable, but it worked. It literally healed my gut. Don't love sauerkraut plain since. Yeah. I struggle with it, but I love like some sauerkraut and pork. Like we do that a lot at New Year's around here. Um, why don't we do that more? I know. I feel sauerkraut like sauerkraut and chicken. Yeah, like, I feel like we only have it at New Year's. And I bought a thing of sauerkraut from Costco. They have like an organic sauerkraut. And there was a time when I would like uh-huh. have like a little bit on my salad or my meals. Like I was trying to incorporate it more. I'm just not a big sauerkraut girl. So I would have, have you tried kimchi? No, I haven't. It's like a spicy sauerkraut. Ooh, I think I've had it on like something at like yeah, a restaurant. Like you can yeah. put it on like a bowl yeah. or a stir fry or something that it gives that little extra spice Ooh. that it's like, okay, maybe I can eat it this I, way. I'll have to check that out because they have it in like all the grocery stores. I Worth love trying. I love kombucha. Logan is so weirded out by kombucha. He'll be like, he'll like he try to sip of it. He's like, this is disgusting. And I think some definitely taste better than the others. Um you're laughing so hard right now. Is does Logan like I it? Just or? Have to share or okay. Something. Um I would just say that Make sure, you know, the kombucha you're drinking doesn't have crazy sugar in it because sometimes, like, they add a lot of extra sugar. But there's a lot of fun flavors and a lot of fun companies. So I would just, like, maybe you're at the grocery store next time. You just pick up a fun kombucha and try it out. Okay. (laughs) Were you ever at my house in high school when I brewed kombucha? No. No. So this was a several-year thing in high school. I had a huge (laughs) two-gallon glass jug. And how you brew kombucha is you have, like, this yeast patty – Ew. that ferments and it it's you brew tea and you put some sugar in it because the yeast feeds on the sugar and you pour it in a jar and keep it in a dark place with like cheesecloth on top so it's breathable like rubber banded on top and you let it sit for a week and then you strain it out and then you redo the process with a little bit of the kombucha starter still in there I did this for years at my parents house it sat out in their house. They hated it. I was gonna say, they were always like, Rachel, put that away. When people came over, they were like, that thing looks so gross. You could see the yeast patty because Ew. like it was a glass jar. And it like has little like the probiotic fibers. Like the, yes, yeah. All, all through it. And it's like this white bubbly patty. And like you have to take it out and it grows a new one each each week because it's like feeding a new one. So you just keep getting more starters from it. So I'd like try to give the starters to people, but then I ran out of people to give them to. And I felt bad throwing them out. So then I just started filling mason jars with all these starters. And I just had all these mason jars of like these yeast patties. If someone found it, they would have thought like. Probably looks like a science, like, like a science yeah, a, lab. a serial killer or something. Um, 
I drank literally a gallon of kombucha a week, like through high school, because no one in my family would drink it. Logan grossed out by it, especially seeing it. Well, it wasn't really a thing until like recently. I feel like we're. <laughs> it like, was a thing for me, <laughs> Jensen. Rachel was ahead of the trends always. Like every time I bring something up, she's like, oh yeah, I did that in eighth grade. I was like, what? Um, yeah, so I was a big kombucha brewer. I have the ultimate book of kombucha. I had friends start brewing kombucha. You can add like flavors and stuff. It's actually pretty easy to do. Mm-hmm. It's just like it does look gross if you don't. Yeah. You can get a crock that's not like glass. Mm-hmm. Um, when I have kids, I will probably do it again rather than buying it because it is like a gut healthy drink and it's kind of carbonated and you can add like flavored like natural syrups. Mm-hmm. But um, I love kombucha. Big kombucha person. <laughs> Um, my parents hate it because of me because for years they had to use my poor parents I just had my whole homestead set up there you scarred them (laughs) most kids in high school are like getting into like drugs and stuff and makeup you're just over here just like ruining the house with all your natural products and brewing things all the other girls are watching like makeup vlogs on YouTube and (laughs) buying like I don't even know what the popular makeup (laughs) brands were and I'm like I need a kombucha crock (laughs) <laughs> and cocoa powder for my dry shampoo. <laughs> um, okay, so that you kind of went into some probiotics there. I'm going to hit on yes. prebiotics. So it's good to have a balance of both. And mm-hmm. some prebiotics, you can just get them in a lot of like foods that you probably do eat. Um, garlic, bananas, asparagus, onions, leafy greens, or just to name a few. Um, but again, I think like the whole thing with pre and probiotics is just having a really balanced diet, incorporating lots of different foods. Um, you're probably incorporating both of these types of things into your diet already. So just making sure like you're just kind of staying balanced. When I say that would be my prebiotic tip. Yeah, with the probiotics too, if like you're not able to get a lot of those probiotic foods or even if you are, I would suggest, I, mm. I'm not like huge on over supplementing because I think people like overspend on supplements and, and do too much in that arena sometimes. But taking a quality probiotic a few times a week um, so a soil-based or spore-based probiotic is going to have more diversity in it. Um, look for a good probiotic. We should link some of the we brands should. that we think are good. Um, I know, I think that the Ancient Nutrition one's a really mm-hmm. good one. Um, Symbiotica, I think, has a really good one too. Um, I'd have to, I can't think of other ones off the top of my head, but I'm sure I have some. Just a really good quality one or else mm-hmm. it's kind of pointless. A lot of them die before they even get to your gut when you put them in your mouth. So... Mm-hmm. It's just wasted money. So mm-hmm. invest in a good probiotic. Yeah. My next one would be, this is all about drinking water. So mm. I think I mentioned this before, but trying not to drink water during meals. So too much water during meals can interfere with the natural level levels um, of acid needed in the stomach to properly digest your food. Um, in particular, too much cold water during meals can slow digest- digestion and may cause cramping in is insensitive individuals um, I've heard that a lot that cold water can really like shock your system so like sometimes having more lukewarm water which some people like will not drink lukewarm water and that's fine like if you need to drink are cold you water. a lukewarm or a cold water girl I in the summer really cold but honestly like I don't mind like lukewarm water but Logan like has to have really that's cold water. mine too yeah. he's like that's mm. disgusting and I've always been like room temp yeah same let I don't, that sit I, out for it, a make, it makes me cold too I know. Um, A few more facts about drinking water. So drinking water and eating at the same time actually requires the body to work overtime. Um, Therefore, it simply can't be efficient to handle the digestion of both at the same time. Drinking water with meals can dilute the digestive enzymes needed to break down food. Um, And the stomach will tend to bloat when unable to digest food properly. And undigested foods will not be properly absorbed. So I guess my advice with that would be is like make sure you are like drinking water throughout the day. Like you need water. You need to stay hydrated. But I would try to like avoid it during meals. I mean a sip or two is fine. Mm -hmm. But just not chugging it during your meal. Um, And if you're still having some issues, maybe switch to a little bit of warmer water. Um, but Logan thinks I'm crazy because like, we'll be sitting at the dinner table and he'll be like, what are you drinking? And I'm like, I don't have a drink. And he's like, looks at me like I'm like a psychopath and I'm like, it's not good for your digestion. I'm actually learning. I actually didn't know that. And it's so interesting because growing up, my dad always would eat his dinner with no drink. And then he'd like chug an eight ounce glass of water after, which you shouldn't chug water down, but that's actually probably a really good habit. And I feel like I picked up on that some because I normally don't drink with Mm -hmm. meals and then I'll just drink after. And that's probably better for digestion because then that water helps it move through the digestive tract after. Yeah. Huh. 
interesting. I mean, definitely if like I'm eating a spicy meal, I definitely have a drink with me. I'm not like eating a spicy meal. <laughs> Sweat like, dripping down her face. Can't drink the water. <laughs> um, I would say my next one is laying on your left side helps gravity to help you digest because your stomach empties easier on that side so obviously like move your body after eating and stuff but like say you eat dinner you move your body some and then like maybe your gut's like kind of topsy-turvy or whatever um if you're gonna lay down for the night and you're a side sleeper I used to sleep on my right and then I think it was like late high school early college I trained myself to sleep on my left I don't know how I did it because it's so hard like to change which way you sleep because I read this about digestion and it really does help like anytime Logan's stomach's upset and he's like "Mm, my tummy I'm like lay on your left side wow I sleep on my right side so maybe I should work on that it has to work against gravity your digestion and a lot of your digestion happens when you sleep so it makes it just a little bit easier that makes sense kind of going off sleep um getting enough magnesium um whether that's a really good sea salt a supplement taking an epsom salt bath or even like i use a trace mineral dropper that has a lot of different Mm. minerals in it i should link that because um it was recommended to me just because sometimes when we're like depleted of minerals like a lot of our body functions can't work properly and like stress is a big Mm -hmm. depleter of minerals um and i just put it in like a drink and it's like two drops of it a day um but it's high in magnesium and I think sometimes like we talk about taking magnesium like before bed because it helps um you fall asleep quicker a lot of people recommend that Mm -hmm. um so similar to that magnesium works similarly and similar the same way I'm just gonna say that (laughs) word because I can't speak today in your digestive tract it relaxes the intestinal wall to keep everything moving along better so just like magnesium helps you sleep better at night by relaxing yeah. you, it relaxes your digestive tract. So I just thought that was super interesting. Um, just an easy mineral that you can incorporate a little bit more into your sleep diet. Sleep also in general affects your gut. Yes. That if you have interrupted sleep, it's literally through research shown that it can change which good or bad bacteria is present in your gut. Like your body's working in general. We have an episode coming soon on sleep. Yay. But your body's working in general when you sleep to detox a lot, to digest a lot, to process a lot. And sleep is very important for a lot of reasons. And one of them is your gut health. So, Mm. I mean, this does stink for moms, (laughs) (laughs) newborns that are up and down. But I actually, I will share this on the sleep episode too. I recently heard that there's research that shows that within the first six months postpartum, your hormones, you know, like your hormones are wild, that they actually have a protective mechanism against the negative effects of like lack of sleep or interrupted sleep that you never have at any other time in your life. And so like the body naturally does that for moms. So so there you go, moms, your body's looking out for you a little while you're sleep deprived. (laughs) Uh, next one I have is getting healthy fats. Um, mm-hmm. so I feel like we're told don't eat fats, but fats are really important for many things in your body, but fat is in sense slippery and helps move things along in your body. So if you're struggling with constipation or digestion, um, you can benefit from regularly, regularly consuming healthy fats like grass fed butter, coconut oil, um, lard, tallow, um, unheated olive oil. Um, it just really helps with your digestion because I know like sometimes people that cut out fat completely or if I'm like if you're on a low fat diet sometimes people have digestion issues and it makes sense and another thing with um, fats is coconut oil is actually antimicrobial that fights bad bacteria um, and healthy fatty acids to restore a damaged gut so if you're having some gut issues maybe incorporate a little bit more coconut oil into your diet I love it I'm gonna throw out a few other types of things to maybe eat um quickly as ideas so anti-inflammatory foods grapes blueberries turmeric ginger dark chocolate green tea um omega-3 fatty acids those are linked to more diverse gut microbiome um so that would be a lot of nuts and seeds so sunflower flax chia brazil nuts almonds so on um legumes so like chickpeas and lentils they have good prebiotic fiber that feeds good gut bacteria um trying to focus on whole grains and the other thing, this is actually my last thing to share, is prioritizing fasting overnight. Mm, so yes. trying like at least three hours before you go to sleep to not eat, to let your body kind of digest, and then tuning into your natural circadian rhythm of like your body needs rest from food being in it. Mm-hmm. So like not eating that late nighttime snack mm-hmm. is going to help your body to kind of have some time mm-hmm. to rest. And I've actually heard it said that 
our biggest meal should be when we wake up breakfast. That should yeah. be like when we're having chicken and rice and veggies and yes. a stir fry. Then lunch is like mid-sized and dinner's small. Like it should be opposite there, of what it is culturally. There's like a quote. It's like breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, dinner like a pauper. Like something like where it's like yes. you get smaller. Oh, I love that. I know. I was like, it makes sense though. Like you need more fuel at the beginning of the day to fuel you for the rest of your day. Yeah. And so – like obviously fasting can have negative effects on hormones and stuff, but we naturally do need a break each day. So mm-hmm. like that nighttime, using that to fast, don't be like, oh, before bed, I need this little snack. Like if you want like a little piece of chocolate at night, what I'd recommend is eat your dinner and then eat that little piece of chocolate, like save room for it. Or like yeah. have your dessert with your dinner and save mm-hmm. room that you don't overeat. Don't wait like three hours right before bed. Yeah. And overall fasting, like I shared, can help to reset the gut if you really need it too. So Like I did an extended fast at one point to heal my gut and it helped, but definitely like talk to your doctor about that. I went to multiple doctor's appointments for testing before that, got a bunch of gut tests done, did a bunch of stuff. And that was something my doctor and I actually worked on together was to do that fast Mm. to heal my gut. Um, Because fasting can obviously like, especially if you have other conditions and stuff, you have to be very careful when you're not eating regularly like that. Mm. Um, but it can be a really good healing tool to give your body kind of a break to heal. Yeah. And my I have one more tip. Was that your last one? Yeah, that was my okay. last one. Um, has to do with coffee, my favorite thing. Um, <laughs> too much coffee can be really bad for your body because it is very acidic, especially on an empty stomach. So we've already talked about make sure you're not drinking your coffee on an empty stomach. But, like, I know even for me, like, if I have, like, too much coffee in general, even if there is food in my stomach, like, it can upset my stomach. So I think, like – just finding your tolerance. Maybe you're good with three yeah. cups of coffee. Maybe one is enough for you. But like if you're like downing a pot of coffee a day and you're having gut issues, maybe you're like reel it back a And you're bit. probably also shaking if you're yeah. downing a pot a day. If you're not, what have you done to your yeah. body? <laughs> so that is my last gut health tip. I love it. I hope that this was very helpful and that this gave you some tips and ideas of ways that you can maybe um, help support your gut health. Yeah, and I would just say we gave a lot of tips, so I would not try to implement Don't all of these. Don't feel overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, I would say maybe like start with one this week. Like add in like one little thing and see if it helps. Maybe small add another changes. thing. Yes. Small changes over time. Like we're not here to overwhelm you. We just want to equip you with some tangible ways to get to your best overall health. Yeah, but your gut really is like the center of all in mm-hmm. your body. So yeah. if I had, if you just like aren't feeling good or you want to start like kind of in our Q&A we were talking about like where to start and you're like oh what what do I need to start with I'd start with your gut always because yeah. it's going to affect everything in your mm-hmm. body that's where yeah. I'd start yeah so well, thank you guys for listening yes, today we you. always love coming on the podcast and sharing things make sure you um if you haven't followed us on Instagram make sure to do so um leave us a review reviews are so helpful it just helps more people find mm-hmm. our show and we just love hearing from you guys um one last thing I'll add is if you ever like try anything we do or I don't know just you go buy something that we recommend we'd love to hear from you like share us like I know some people were sending us like them eating liver getting their first liver yeah getting their first liver we were just like oh we're like proud moms I know like like, please (laughs) text us dm us like something we would just tag us on instagram like we'd love to see what you're doing because it just like makes us happy and you know helps us feel like we're making a little bit of a difference we love it yeah Okay, well, have a good day, guys. Thanks for listening. We will be back with a very fun episode. Yeah, next our week. next episode is going to be different than anything we've ever done, and it's going to be a fun one. So <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Remember, although we talk all things health and wellness here, this is not medical advice, and you should always seek out your medical professional for further questions. Thanks again for listening. Please remember to share, comment, and subscribe to help support our podcast. <laughs>